empty this old vessel and cleanse me and fill me with what you want, what the Spirit wants. Let everything I say be from the Holy Spirit. Let the bride be clean today, Lord. Let us infuse the bride back with the Holy Spirit. Let us get back to you, Lord, back to the basics. Let's bring the church alive. We need spiritual healing in our church today, Lord. We need to get back to the basics. We need to get back where we have left our first love. We need to get back to you, Lord. We need to put you in every phase and every part of our life, Lord. We need to put you at the front and the center of the church. You need to be that cornerstone again. You need not take second to man's doctrines. You need not take seconds to any other thing. We call against you, Lord. We call for you, Lord, to come against all the things from the pit, from the bowels of hell that's trying to raise up against the church. Hatred, prejudice, all these things, Lord, sickness, disease. We call you now, Lord, to sweep a fire through the church and cleanse it. Cleanse it, Lord, and bring it back to the fire of the first century church, Lord, where the Holy Ghost flew through like the flames on tongues and people were healed. People were delivered. The sick was healed and the dead was raised. Lord, please come back into our church. Let us open up our doors for you. Let us open up the doors of our heart for you. Let us put you at the center of the church, behind the pulpit, with the pastors, the apostles, the preachers, the prophets, the teachers. Lord, let your voice be the one that's heard. Let your doctrines be the one that's taught. And let your ways be the ones that's observed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen. Jesus is coming soon. That's what the song said. Now, I don't know the day. I don't know the hour. I don't know when. Jesus didn't know when he was on earth. He said not even the Father knew. Only the Father knew. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm drunk in the Spirit. I've been sitting here. I've been praising. I've been worshiping. I've been praying. I'm just excited. I've been excited since the Lord gave me this message. And I'm going to preach it today. And I might make some people mad. I might make some people glad. But I'm going to preach what the Lord has told me to say. Jesus is coming to get his bride. But the bride is cheating on the groom. The bride is soiled. The bride is not clean. The bride has been infused with the ways of the world. The, vine, the bride is like the fuelless virgins. It's let its oil lamps go out. The bride is not paying attention. But there are some that's kept their lights burning, that's kept their oil lamps filled. But for those that are letting the oil lamps go out, you need an infusion of some fresh oil. And today we're living in a day of a pandemic. We're living in a day of sickness. We're living in a day of, of vaccines and talk of vaccines. We need to vaccinate the church with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. We need to do it today. We need to do it right now. Not after the church service. Not, th not tonight's church service. Not Tuesday night's, Wednesday night's, Thursday night's church service. We need an infusion of the Holy Ghost right now. Yeah. We need to get back to the Holy Ghost. We need to fire in the church. Not the fire of the church. We need to fire in the church. Yeah. Come on. The church in the first century was based. Was based on the gospel. The good news, if you will, of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. It told the story of the virgin birth. 
It told of His life on earth. It told of His ministry. It told of signs, wonders, miracles. It told of prophecy. Today, many churches don't want to talk about the gifts of the Spirit because they don't understand them. Today, many churches don't want to talk about signs, wonders, and miracles because they think it was for the old days. But Jesus said, it's forever. When Peter baptized, he said, receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost, and this gift is for you and your children and for as many as will do, as many that will be called. If you're called today by Jesus Christ, and I don't mean called to preach, If you're called to go forward in a church service, if you're called to go forward in a revival, if you're called to go to reward at a prayer meeting in a park or in a public or in a private house, if you're called by the Holy Spirit to go forward and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. Too many people today don't understand it because they've never had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. If you've ever been baptized by the Holy Ghost, you'll know it. Oh, yeah. If you've ever been baptized of the Holy Ghost and He's taken you away from a life of drugs and and, and sex addiction and alcoholism and whatever your your hang-up is, the Holy Ghost can deliver you. The only power the enemy has against you is what you give it. But the Holy Ghost... The power that is in you is greater than the one that's in the world. That's right. The church today is no longer being led by the Holy Spirit. If I offend any churches, well, (laughs) I'm sorry. This is what the Lord told me to preach. Maybe I'm not preaching to your church. Yeah. Right now, while I'm preaching, I do want to thank the ones that are here listening. I want to thank the ones that are here listening. And I want to thank the ones that's watching us on social media listening. And I want you to listen to what I'm saying because this message needs to ring out. It needs to ring out. I know there's a lot of churches today that's closed for inclement weather. So if you're watching me now or you're watching me later, listen, go back and say, listen, we need to get a fire back in our church. I don't care what denomination you are. You don't have to be some charismatic spirit filled. If the Holy Ghost hits you, you're going to dance. You're going to shout when you realize the life that He's taken you from and the life that He promises you and the direction He can send you. You're going to shout and dance. Call me crazy, but this crazy person will spend eternity with Jesus Christ in heaven, and I'm sure of it because I do what the Father says. There's a group of people in the church today. Listen, I hear hear this all the time. You're either saved or you're not saved, but there's another group we got to get out and put a fire in. It's the ones that are sa- think they're saved but aren't. Mm. Oh, well, that's not true, Rusty. That's not true. Uh, uh, you know, no. It's true because Jesus said in the last days there'll be those that say, Lord, Lord, and I'm going to tell them, I never knew you. Amen. They thought they were saved. They thought they were doing the work of God. They were doing the work of whatever. They fall for the lies of the devil. 
The church today don't want people yelling and screaming in church. Listen, church is not supposed to be sad and somber. It's supposed to be a time of rejoicing. The Bible says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It says to dance, shout. Anything that has a breath, Psalms 150 in six verses says 13 times, Praise ye the Lord. Praise Him in the sanctuary. But you can go home and praise Him in your prayer closet. You can yell, you can scream, you can shout. Listen, I'm in a room in my basement until we get a place. And we have people saying, Rusty, when are you going to get a place? We want to come and hear you. And we're working on it and the Lord's in His time, not mine. But until then, I'm going to keep doing this on Sundays, on Thursdays. And I'll go and I'll preach anywhere in the call us. Because that's what I'm called to do, is spread the good news of Jesus Christ. And you can help me share these videos. Let other people hear them. Let other people get the message that we got to get a fire back in the church. If I was to title this message, it would be, We Need Spiritual Healing in the Church. The church needs to be vaccinated with the Holy Spirit against the dynamic forces of darkness. The Bible tells us in Thessalonians 5.19, Quench not the Spirit. Amen. How many churches today are quenching the th Spirit? Now there's going to be those who say, Oh, but Rusty, we are the church. Each one of us is the church. And that's true. We're the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. We make up the church, which is the bride of Christ. Do you think the bride should be excited when she sees her groom? Not wonder, oh, I hope he don't come today because I look a mess. Mm -hmm. She wants to be beautiful. The bride wants to be beautiful. Any of you ladies that have gotten married or want to get married or planning on getting married need to think and they want to think and they want to say, oh, I want to be beautiful for my groom. I want to look nice for my groom. Even if you wear a pair of jeans down at the courthouse, you're going to want to look good. You're going to want to look good for your groom. Come on, we got to get the Holy Spirit. We are spirit-led ministry. We get excited. I scream, I shout. Sometimes I get somber and I just do a small message like this. But today I'm on fire because the Holy Spirit said catch a fire. He said there's a group of people we have to work on. He said it's not always about the homeless in the street. It's not always about the lost family member. It's not always about the lost co-worker or, or, or student that you go to school with. Sometimes it's about your own body. The body of Christ, the church, your brothers and sisters that sit in the pew with you. we got to reach out to one another. we got to stand in the mirror and reach out for that man. That woman that's looking back and saying, how we got the Holy Spirit in our life today? Was he in it yesterday? Is he in it tomorrow? Are we seeking God? Are we seeking the presence of God? Amen. Are we seeking the love of Jesus? And are we looking for that power of the Holy Ghost? If I'm a little passionate today, it's because last night I watched some preachers. 
I've watched A.A. Allen performing miracles. I've watched Catherine Coleman speaking about the cost. You want to be on fire for Christ? You say you want to be on fire for Christ? You say you want to be able to get the gifts? You want to do these? She said it costs everything. You got to devote yourself to Jesus. Woo! Woo! You got to feel his power. You got to feel his power. You know, I've told the story. My ears were clogged up, stopped up. The doctors couldn't open them up. Nothing could open my ears up. I had them prayed over, preached over, did everything. The other day, I was talking to my daughter on the phone. And I didn't know this at the time. She pushed the mute button. She hadn't. She didn't want to hear me, I guess. And when she pushed the mute button or hang up, my ears popped so loud my son heard, heard them from across the room. This was Thursday morning before I did my message Thursday night. My ears were clean. My ears were opened. Signs, wonders, miracles come from God. Not from man, not from women, not from individuals, not from a cell phone, not from a mute button. It comes from God. They come from God. One thing I've heard all the, 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 the preachers of the past say, and I love this saying, and I've said it in my own pulpit. Listen, I am privileged to be able to be called by God to preach the gospel, to see the Holy Spirit work. He's worked at revival services, church services, places I've preached. I've seen the Holy Spirit work. I've seen healed legs. I've seen hearing restored. I've seen people jump out of wheelchairs. Listen, be careful when you call it false and call it fake because then you're saying the power of God is not real. My God can do anything. That's right. You know, the Holy Spirit, not only does he do miracles, not only does he deliver people, not only does he give you that nudging to get up off the pew and go to the front and accept Jesus, he is a teacher. He is a teacher. When I first started in the ministry, I would spend hours and hours and hours and hours on one message because I was preaching the gospel of Rusty. I was trying to preach what I thought the Bible wanted me to say. I was trying to tell a story. I wanted to tell a story and get my point across. But as I learned something, the Holy Spirit began to really work in my life. And he said, listen, I will tell you what to say. I will tell you what to say. And he does. I get my messages. I write some notes down because I'm old and I forget some things. I heard Lester Summerall say one time that if 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 the Holy Spirit speaks to you and gives you a message, you better write it down because ten minutes later you'll forget it. My case is five minutes. Sometimes I don't even know where my, I can't even find my pen, but I keep one close for that certain reason. Because John fourteen twenty six tells us that the Holy Spirit was sent by the Father to teach us. Not a few things, not just some things, but all things, mm -hmm. but all things. 
when you go to church this morning or this tonight or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, to a revival, I don't care where you go, when you go, what you're doing, where you're sitting. You need to do something. You need to listen to your pastor speak. And if he says something that doesn't line up with the Bible, you need to check it and you need to ask him. If I say something that doesn't line up with the Bible, write me. Because I try to base everything on the scripture, the breathed word of God. The Holy Spirit was sent to teach all things, but he can't teach. He cannot teach if we don't ask him to. Amen. You know, if you go to school as a kid, your teacher cannot teach you if you don't listen. I know, because I got accused of that a lot. Are you paying attention? No. I was talking to somebody. But you know something? Thank God for my mother, because when I would go home, she'd make me do homework whether I got it or not. So anything I know, anything I learned, I basically accredited it all to my mother. All the book learning I got, she taught me a lot. Sitting at a little table every night, even if I didn't have homework. I'd get mad at her, but today, anything I know, I learned at that table. We need revivals. And I don't mean these revivals where a bunch of group of friends get together and they go here and then that same group goes somewhere else and not reaching anybody but each other. That's a good way to have a fire started. Yes, it is. But you've got to take that fire, that fire out. It can't always be my group here just keeps coming. Hey, let's do a revival. We'll be here every night this week. But we're not reaching anybody because we're not getting out. We need an awakening. You know, a revival is a renewal. Mm -hmm. But we need an awakening. We need an awakening of that fire that flew like cloven tongues at Pentecost. The first century church was on fire for Christ. In one day alone, Peter baptized 3,000 people. Mm -hmm. 3,000 people. Mm -hmm. mm, think of that. We need to rediscover that fire that we felt that first time we ever walked forward in a church. And I don't care what denomination you are. You felt something when the Holy Spirit pulled on your heart. And the Holy Spirit, I'm going to tell you something. Don't say, well, it's not my time yet. It's your time right now. It's your time anytime. As a matter of fact, if you feel led to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you write us right now. You write us. We'll pray with you. We'll pray for you. I'll have my son stop. And we'll pray right now when we, if you write us if you want me to. If you want a private message, just private messages. Listen, it's all about Jesus. We need to rediscover. If we have been saved, if you think you're saved, if you think you're born again and you ain't sure, you need to rediscover Jesus Christ. You need to rediscover the fire of the Holy Ghost. You need to get on fire. And you need to stay on fire. How do I stay on fire? You know, after Sunday morning, Sunday night, you know, I do need that Wednesday night because because you're not doing anything between Sunday night and Wednesday night or Sunday night and Tuesday night. You think Jesus is waiting on the pew at the church? You think he's waiting on the couch at that house? Do you think he's waiting on a on, on lawn chair at the community center? Come on, people, listen. Jesus does not wait at the church when you leave. He wants you to take him home with you. The Holy Spirit 
wants to go home with you and he wants to sup with you and he wants to spend time with you and he wants you to be seek him daily. God says, those who seek me shall find me. You don't have to go and look for him in the church. You need to be in church. You need to be somewhere where they're assembling together in the name of Jesus. I'm not speaking against church, but the church needs to get the fire going to make people want to come. We could use a casting out sermon at the church and cast out some religious spirits because the religious spirits are replacing the relationship. We need to get rid of the ritualistic church. The drive-in, sit down, get the word, go home church. Letting people feel good about themselves as they're headed to hell because nobody's telling them the truth. Now I've been to some churches where the preachers preach fire, they preach the truth, and they got their people on the right path. But it's not the preacher to get you to heaven. It's accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and doing what he asked you to do. Now I'm going to tell you what we need to do. Now we'll start the message. we got to heal some things in the church. I'm going to give you this little list and then I'm going to tell you what we need to do. We're going to do some healing. Like Jesus did in the first century. Like Paul and Peter and John did. Like, like preachers of today have done. I've seen preachers lay hands and heal people. It's still possible, but you got to get that power. you got to have that Holy Ghost. That Holy Ghost has to flow through you. You've got to feel the power of the Holy Ghost and you have to be get that gift and you have to work for it. And it comes, it comes with prayer and fasting. We got to heal the spiritual spiritually lameness in the church. We got to heal this voice in the church. We got to heal the sight of the church. We got to heal the hearing in the church. We got to feed the hungry in the church. We got to cast out the demons and witchcraft in the church. We got to raise the spiritually dead in the church. This is all spiritual lameness. The church's spiritual voice. The church's spiritual sight hearing. The church's spiritual um, death. You know, Jesus, the whole Chapter of Revelations 2 and 3, Jesus is talking to the seven churches. And he might as well have been talking to the churches of today. I'm not doing that message today, but I'll tell you, go read chapter 2 and 3 of Revelations. Because he goes to the, he tells John to prophesy to the seven churches, to the angel of the seven churches. And tell them what, and, and he tells them, I've seen this good thing about you, but I'll tell you what you did wrong. Nobody wants to hear what they did wrong. There are churches today that don't allow, there are Pentecostal churches today that doesn't allow people to speak in tongues. They have a special tongue talking. There are people that think you have to have a special healing service. 
Oh, I'm sick. I'm coming Sunday for you. Oh, or Sunday. We don't heal on Sunday. Well, I'll come to you Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday's Testimony Tuesday. We don't heal then. You don't schedule the move of the Holy Ghost. Every service should be a praise, prayer, worship, word, war meeting. War against the enemy. Praise the Lord. Worship God. Pray together for one another and get a word out of the Bible. Number one, the church has grown spiritually lame. What do you mean, Rusty? Well, they won't get up off the pew. They won't get up off the pew. They won't go out into the streets. They won't take... The message of the, uh, 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 they won't take the gospel of the Great Commission. They won't perform it. They go to church. They want to get filled and filled and filled and filled. But they don't want to go and give it out. They want all these seeds put into their bag. But they don't want to go out and spread the seeds. They want all this knowledge, but they want to keep it for themselves. They're lame. They won't walk out with the they won't walk out with the homeless, the sick. They won't stand out in the crowd and, and, and cry out to God in prayer. They won't attend anything that isn't inside a certain building. The church has become lame. We got to get off that pew and ask the Holy Spirit to guide us. Where do you want me to go? Isaiah said, send me, Lord. God said, who shall I send? He said, send me, Lord. I'll go. I'll go. I'm calling on you today. I've told people this for years when we had our own church. Come and hear what I've got to say. You don't have to come back next week if you can go somewhere else and tell it. Spread the gospel every day. There's no days off of spreading the gospel because there's going to come a time when there's no more days left. Don't keep falling for that lie of the devil that we got plenty of time. I might be preaching my heart out right now for one person because by the time this message is over, Jesus Christ could be coming back or that person could be taking their last breath. I shudder to think I shudder to think that I miss an opportunity. I miss an opportunity to tell anyone. Because I wouldn't think. I couldn't. Listen. It breaks my heart to think there's going to be people in hell. In darkness. In torment. In never ending fire. Separated from the face of God for eternity. With these words ringing in their ear. I know you not. And these people are people that have sat on church pews listening to watered-down gospel that won't put out one flame in hell. Amen. We need that fire of the Holy Ghost. You need to be guided. John 16, 13 says, The Spirit of truth has come. He will guide you in all truth. Trust him. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
and lean not to your own understanding. It's okay. It's okay to have questions. Ask the Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit. Go to your apostle, your prophet, your evangelist, your preacher, your teacher, your pastor, and say, Lord, I'm uh, say, pastor, preacher, whatever. I'm having this problem here. I can't get on fire. I can't get on fire for the Holy Ghost. There's no reason why you can't get on fire for the Holy Ghost. If you're seeking Him and you want Him, He will come. But you can't quit quenching the fire. You can't be on fire in your prayer closet and go to church on Sunday and sit on your hands. You can't sing out in the car with all the newest music and go to church and don't even want to stand up and sing. You've got to get involved. You've got to get involved with the praise. You've got to get involved with the worship. You've got to get involved with the music. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Amen. You've got to get involved with your church, brothers and sisters. Whether your church is in your house, in your basement, in a community center, in a rec center, in a big church, a large church, a mega church. Whether it's in your garage, no matter where it's at, it's your church. And as long as it's being ran and spirit-led, and spirit-led, and, and, and guided by the doctrine of the Bible, and Jesus is... And it accepts that Jesus is the only way to heaven and follows the teachings of the Bible. Keep going there. Meet people. Lift each other up. Don't tear anybody down. Don't just lift those up that can lift you up. Don't just lift people up because it makes you look good. You lift people up to help them. And if people don't want to lift you up, pray for them. Because somebody's got to pray for them. Holy Spirit cannot be, you can't be Spirit-led if you won't let Him lead. we got to let Him lead us out off the pews of spiritual lameness and take the good news to the street. Number two, the church has grown spiritually quiet. It's deaf. Excuse me. It's speechless. Mm -hmm. It needs its speech restored. But not nasty speech, not not violent speech, not hatred, not 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 any of that. It needs its speech restored with the positive. Listen, it's okay to speak against political things like abortion and stuff like that. But it's how you do it. See, Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth. Buddy, I hear some of the things some Christians say. Woo! And I pray for them. I say some things sometimes something will slip out and I pray for me. I say somebody got to pray for me. Man, I had a bad, I have a bad thought. I say, oh, I wish I would have never thought that. Lord, forgive me for that thought. Listen, we're human. But it says also in the Bible, don't let your anger turn to wrath. So don't go there. But it says, let no corrupt. Come out of your mouth. But only such that is good enough for building up. My daddy used to say, if you can't say something good about somebody, don't say nothing at all. 
can't say something good about somebody, don't say nothing at all. And I know there's people watching me right now saying, well, I can't say nothing good about that person. Yes, you can. God made them. Jesus died for them. Mm-hmm. Anybody you hate, remember Jesus died for them. Mm-hmm. And if you still hate them, you ain't going to heaven anyway. Sorry. It's a fact, Jack. Mm-hmm. No hatred in heaven. I'm going to preach the truth. I'm going to preach it in season, out of season. I'm going to reprove. I'm going to rebuke. I'm going to exhort with all long suffering because I'm going to preach what God tells me to preach, not what I want to say. No more am I worried about, oh, well, they might not invite me no more. I don't care. I don't care. I love to go and preach in churches. I love to feedback when people yell and scream and stomp and shout and run around the pews. I love all that. But my main goal ain't for that. Mm-hmm. It ain't for, you know, Catherine Coleman last night when I was watching her, she said, everybody sees you up on the platform and they like the glamour of it. Mm-hmm. They like the man or the woman with the microphone stomping, shouting, screaming, laying hands on the sick. But you know what? That ain't what I was called to do. I was called to preach the gospel. And that other stuff is just extra that God gives me. I get to watch God work. I get to be an observer. But it takes work. It takes time. It takes a change in your life. I've given up a lot of things that I love. I've given up a lot of things. Paul said these things I love, I hate. These things I hate, I love. I gave up a lot of things that I know now were not good for me, was not doing me any good. I gave them up because I want to want to please God. And there's still a lot of things I work on. But the church has grown speechless. But it says, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth. And I believe when it means that, don't let no negative talk come out of your mouth. Don't let no, oh, I like it. Woe is me. Woe is nothing. Mm-hmm. Woe is nothing. Woe on your knees and pray to God. Because he can take care of all your woes. But only that such that is good enough for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those that hear. See, people say, oh, Russell, you're preaching some stuff right now. You're giving me grace. It's hurting my feelings. Mm. You're offending me. Well, I hope I offend you right out of hell and into heaven. I was preaching one time. I really felt bad about this. A boy come forward, give his life to Christ. I said, what happened? What, what, made you, what, what caused you to make this decision, son? He said, sir, you scared the hell out of me. And I was, I felt bad about that for a while. I thought, man, I got, you know, but I did it with love. What I'm saying today, I love you. I'm saying this with all the love because like I said, I shudder and it breaks my heart to think of one soul going to hell. Mm -hmm. One soul going to hell. You know, if I save one person, I'm excited because I don't know how many people that person may save. I say this a million times. Everybody knows Billy Graham, but not a lot of people know Mordecai Ham. Billy Graham bought millions of people to Christ. Mordecai Ham bought Billy Graham to Christ. Think of that. Everybody Billy Graham bought to Christ. One day, oh, I thank you in heaven to Mordecai Ham for the Holy Spirit using him. People, we need to witness to people. But we need to say what the Bible says, not some kind of some kind of sales ad just to get people to come to our church or come listen to us speak. We need to get people to come listen to us about Jesus. 
We need to tell people. If I meet people on the street, it's a hardware store. I meet people on stores I'll never see again in my life. But for that five minutes, ten minutes, half hour, however long I stood and talked to them, all they heard was about Jesus and what he did for me. Not who I was. Not how cool I was. Not how, how, how much I could drink. Not how many drugs I could do. They heard about this loser that Jesus turned into a preacher. It's me. Loser. I've seen people write on Facebook and the internet some things about they're just tired of the church. They're tired of the church. The church is so judgmental. Well, listen, we're supposed to be judgmental with love. How we judge is how we will be judged. But the church has gotten so afraid of losing a few people, they won't judge people. They won't tell people, hey, you know what you're doing is wrong. I have people I love and I tell them, listen, I don't condone what you're doing, but it's between you and God. But you want to take that walk with Christ? Like Catherine said, it cost everything. There's some worldly, earthly things we got to give up. Look, I love sugar. I love sugar. I love my cakes. I love my sweets. I loved all that stuff. A year ago, two, a year ago, a couple days ago, I went to a doctor. Some people's heard this. I was up around 300 pounds, 305, 304, fluctuating between 297 and 307. Fluctuating. I didn't, you know, had no energy. Barely get up to the pulpit. Only exercise I got was walking. Went to the doctor. They checked me out. Blood work. Every number I had that was low was supposed to be low was high. Everything that was high was low. I even found two things I didn't know I had. And they wanted to put me on medicine for some things. And I went home and I told my wife. I said, I'm not taking that medicine. I got enough medicine. So I started eating right. I gave up my sugar. I gave up the sweet stuff I love. I learned that you can eat some stuff with some substitutes. You know, you can eat. My wife makes a cool pie. She just takes some uh, the the sugar-free stuff and puts it together, the, the pudding and, and some light Cool Whip and mixes it together and it makes a nice pie. And I don't eat them every day, but I eat them once every few months. And it craves that feeling. I still get my sugar in other ways because the body's got to have some. But listen, the church has taken out their sugar. <laughs> They've taken out their Holy Spirit and they ain't replaced it with nothing. They're just letting it die out. They're letting it die out. We don't need it. It ain't nothing. Listen, the people are still coming. They're still listening. They're still paying their tithes. They're still coming every week. That's all we need to do. We got a general. We got a flow. We got a flow through. We got a flow coming through. That's all we need is a flow coming through. People, look, look, look. We're going to have this. We're going to do that. We're going to have this event, that event, the other event. We got people coming. They like the music. They like our worship team. They like this. They like that. They're coming. But they're coming and they're going and they ain't getting nothing. We need to get that fire going. Amen. We got to quit being spiritually quiet. We got to start speaking out against the enemy. 
We got to quit speak. We got to start speaking out against the enemy, against the devil, against the demonic forces, the rulers of darkness. We got to speak out against all of that stuff. We got to speak out against witchcraft. We got to speak out against all the satanistic stuff that's going on in the world. We got to speak out against all this stuff that's in in local and federal and worldwide governments that's just destroying this world. But you know what? This world's just a temporary place, just passing through. My home for eternity is in heaven. I can pray for the people in this world. I can pray for the leaders in this world. I can pray for everything in this world. And that's what I'm going to do because that's what I'm called to do. But I don't have to agree with all of them. I don't have to agree with it. But I can pray that anybody can change. I've said this for the last few weeks. It's been laid on my heart. Saul changed to Paul into that. People need to witness. We need to start giving testimony Tuesdays, testimony Wednesdays. But you don't have to go to a church and stand up and give me five-minute testimony. I had a preacher ask me one time, could you come to your church and give me a... We're having a revival. Could you come and open it up? And I said, sure. What night? Well, I want you to speak for about three minutes on a Monday night before we start preaching. I said, I'm sorry. I said, I can't give my testimony in three minutes. I can't give my life story of what Jesus done for me in three minutes. I've never gave my complete testimony. I've told people, if I ever give my complete testimony, I'm going to have to have at least a two, a three or four days uh, of revival and just preach my testimony because he saved me from so much. He saved me from so much because I seek him daily. And he's still saving me because that old man is dead and buried. Every now and then he wants to stick up his old ugly head and bring back some kind of memory. And I'll say, no, 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 devil, not today. That man's dead. I live for Jesus today. We need people to give praise reports. Like I just said, listen, I've lost 50 pounds. Praise God. I never went on that medicine. And those numbers come into order where they were supposed to be. God took control. He touched me. My ears, the doctors couldn't heal them. But the Lord touched me and he healed my ears. I had people praying for me. And I know their prayers helped because the Holy Spirit heard them. And he touched my ears. I've got so many praise reports just on myself. I could do a week worth of revival. When you get older, you get your revivals longer because you've got so much more to tell. We need to glorify God. We need to glorify God. Not just, have, we need to, the church needs to be bold and speak up about Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth. He was in the beginning. He was before recorded time. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things that are made was made by Him. Was not nothing made that He didn't make. We can do Bible scriptures all night long, and it all leads to Jesus. All leads to Jesus. The third thing. We need to heal the spiritual sight of the church. There's no Holy Spirit-led sight. Many are caught up with doctrines that were written by man, and that's all they can see. There's no vision on how they can build the kingdom. They don't want to see change. 
And I say change, I don't mean accepting sin. I don't mean accepting sin. What was sin is sin will always be sin. Sin's got to be preached. We've got to be preaching about the, the, the horrors of sin, the, 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 the reality of what you have if you sin, what happens to your body. But we have to re- preach about repentance of sin and of love. We have to have a vision, though. We have to be willing to say, you know what? We're going to let the youth have a night where they can come in and play all their music. And they can listen to it. And they can wear jeans, even the ones with green hair. And they can have their jewelry on. Because God's not saving their clothes. He's not saving their hair. He knows every hair on their head. Because he put them there. He's saving their souls. But they can't be saved if they're hearing every time they come to church. Do you see how that young man was? Not only are the kids getting judged, their parents are getting judged. I can't believe he let her do this. I can't believe his parents let their, her parents let her do this. I can't believe his parents let him do this. Listen. I love seeing children in church. I don't care what age. I love youth groups. I love churches that have youth groups and youth activities to grow the church, to grow the spirit, to grow the kingdom. We got to get that. But there's so many churches. I know some churches, they have Holy Ghost Spirit-filled youth groups. There's more spirit-filled stuff in the youth group than there is in some churches. We need to get their sight back. So they can advance the word of God. They can't advance the word of God if they don't see where they're going. Number four, the church needs spiritual healing. Hearing restored. It has to hear the voice of God speaking. It has to hear the voice. When people, listen, read the Bible, church. Read the Bible, individuals, men, women, boys, girls, young and old. Read the Bible and let it tell you what you should do. Because I'm going to put it to you like this. When Jesus was talking to the church in Revelations 2 and 3, I'm just going to say this quickly. In Revelations chapter 2, verse 7, 11, and 17, and 29. In chapter 3, verse 3, verses 6, 13, and 22, Jesus says, Let anyone who has an ear hear. Many people going to church and they're not hearing nothing. The preacher could probably stand at the door shaking their hand and say, what would you think of the message? And ask them what he preached on. Some of them wouldn't know. They're busy watching their cell phones. They're busy talking or playing or talking to somebody. They come for the music alone. They hear the music and then they leave. They come for the praise and worship. But listen, we, take, we need all of it. We need it all. Because the Holy Spirit is involved in all of it. Listen, the worship brings heaven down. The worship brings heaven down. It falls on the congregation right here, right there, wherever. But then it also falls on that pastor, that preacher. And he can get up there and give the word the way he was supposed to. Jesus told them, listen, listen. He was talking about their spiritual ears. That's what I'm talking about today when I say the church needs hearing. 
need spiritual hearing. They need to hear from the board members, from the deacons, from the pastors, from the apostles, prophets, evangelists, preachers, and teachers. Whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whatever you are, you need to tune in to God. And you do that by seeking him and asking the Holy Spirit. Like I said earlier, he's a teacher. There's not much difference between the churches Jesus was talking about then and the ones he's talking about now. Number five, we're almost there. We need to feed the spiritually starving. I don't mean go out and do a food drive. That's great. That's good. That's what we need to do. We've done them. I need, mean we need to feed the truth. Preachers, don't be afraid of somebody walking out your door. Have a deacon stand back there to hold it open for him. Be nice and then pray for him. Have the congregation pray for him if they need. If what you say is biblical, is what you say is spirit-led, and they don't want to hear it, you need to pray for them people. We need to pray for them. Listen, people make mistakes in their life. They leave churches, they come back. Some leave churches, go to other churches. Listen, that's between them and God. We need to pray for them people, not talk about them. We need to pray for them people, not talk about them. We need to give them some some drink. We need to get them drinking. We need to get them drinking the holy water, the living water, the water. Let that water drink so much that it flows out of their belly like Jesus said. You know, people say, oh, my cup's half full, my cup's half empty. I want them to say, my cup runneth over with living water and new wine, fresh wine, a new anointing. Every Sunday, every Sunday night, every night you have a church service, it should be a fresh anointing, not the same old, same old. I've actually heard preachers say, can I have a couple more minutes? And I actually mean it, not the little joke, but say, oh, it's almost 12, uh, can I have five more minutes? No, I didn't ask him. I'm preaching until God says, shut up. And if he don't tell me, I'll keep preaching. I'm not going to stop just because you want to go home and watch a football game. Or you want to go to your revival, your re reunion. I'm not stopping the Lord's word. If I'm in the spirit and the Lord's telling me what to say, I'm saying it. I'm going to keep preaching. We need to feed them. We need to get them off of that milk every Sunday hearing the same thing. You know, you're doing a good job. You just keep trying, keep walking forward. You know, listen, I call them, some of them are bedtime Bible stories. We all know the stories. We got to tell people and teach them how to take those stories, those Bible lessons of David and Goliath and apply it to their life. It can't always be about David beating the giant killing the bear and the lion, it's got to be about how can you beat the giant? How can you kill the bear? How can you kill the lion? You can't begin to do it without the help of the Holy Spirit. That's what we got to get back in the church. Number five, we need not to be afraid to call to cast out demons. We need to be able to be a, not to be afraid to call out sorcery, witchcraft. We not be afraid to cast out the demon of sickness, illness, disease, pestilence. Pray against it. Call it out. Bind it up. The Bible says what is bound on earth will be bound in heaven. Don't be afraid. The same power that rose Jesus from the grave will live in you.
It does live in you. Ephesians 6.12 says, Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. See, flesh and blood is not our problem. Individual people are not our problem. It's the demons that's in them. The more, the more you get closer to God, the more you'll fight your demons. I told a story two weeks ago yesterday. I was on the road going to Arkansas. And the devil about and took me on the side of the road. I pulled over and was in the woods. I faced some demons. And God said, test the spirits. I'm stronger than them. Get up and walk to the car and go. There's a place you need to be. And I went. And I went. Flesh and blood. I cannot beat the demons. I would have died in that patch of wood. I actually stood there and wondered, what's my family going to do? I looked up at the car and I, and I had tears in my eyes because I didn't think I was ever going to say another word to my family. I thought Rusty Pleasance was going to die on the side of a Tennessee road in a patch of woods in a cornfield. God had this message. He had this message for me to give. We gotta speak against this stuff. Just recently, just recently, some people was in a certain place. And as and I and listen, I don't call names and stuff. But they looked, they stared, they stopped in defiance of me. They know what goes on in this place. They know about the church. We've invited them to the church. We've invited them when we had our church down the street. We invited them to come and listen. My son, and they talked down to my son. But when they stopped and tried to give me a stare down, I didn't say a word. I just went to prayer. And all of a sudden, my prayer language started bubbling out. And as my prayer language bubbled out, I locked eyes with them both. And I didn't see the people no more. I knew what it was. It was designed. And they went and left. And in the back of my head, I thought, ain't no power stronger than the Holy Spirit. You can back down demons. You can back down demons of illness. You can back down any kind of demon that raises up out of the pit of hell if you call on Jesus, if you call on the Holy Spirit. All things are possible through his name. He says, call on me. Call on me. In Jesus' name. It says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world. There are rulers of darkness in this world. We call them by different names. We call them by different titles. And you know what? They're being hosts. They're just hosts to dynamic spirits. They're being led by dynamic spirits and witchcraft and sorcery. If you could cast out, if the church would come together and preach and pray, we could cast out the evil, the wickedness of any ruler, anybody that's... Listen, there's never been a perfect ruler except Jesus. Against, of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Listen to these words. The Bible says it's wickedness. 
Not spiritual bad people. Not some people. Listen, spiritual wickedness. They're wicked. Wicked means they want to hurt you bad. They want to take your life. They want to send you to hell through eternity. We need to cast out these demons. Finally. Finally. Words everybody likes to hear me say. Finally. We're halfway through. No. Finally. The last one. We as a church need to come together. No matter what denomination you are. I say this over and over again. And I'm going to continue to say it. Because it's not about Presbyterian. It's not about Methodist. Church of Christ, Church of God, Baptist, Presbyterian. It's not about Pentecostal, non-denominational, all-denominational. It's not about charismatic, non-charismatic. It's all about Jesus. And we all got to come together in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. To bring the Holy Ghost back into the church. To bring the Holy Ghost fire back into church. And how do we do that? We raise the spiritually dead. We need to raise them. And how do you raise them with the freshness? A new breath of God. Like he blowed breath into the dry bones. Like he gave life to Adam. Adam was laying there. He was not doing anything. Until God breathed into his nostrils. The dry bones, God put flesh, sinews, everything back on their body. And then he breathed on them. Have a breathing ceremony. Call people and just ask them to pray for the breath of God to sweep through your church. I've been in churches and felt the fog, the cloud, all this. Anybody that's ever been to one of these, you'll know what I'm talking about. Been in a church and cleaned my glasses. Mm -hmm. My wife did the same thing one time. She kept cleaning her glasses. Kept cleaning her glasses. She said, I put them back on. It was still cold. And it was foggy. It was foggy because the presence of God had filled in that place. We have to raise them up with the breath of God's word. The word of God is his breathed word. An inspiration to man. We have to Treat the Bible as the Word of God. We have to follow the Bible. We have to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ and the disciples. We have to follow the books from Genesis to Revelations. We have to follow it all. And we have to take it on its whole. When your preacher preaches a hard lesson, take it. I heard a preacher say one time, and I always thought this was awesome. You hear people say, oh, he stepped on my toes. He said, I don't want to step on your toes. I want to pull on your heart. Well, I'm going to go one farther. I don't want to step on your toes. I want the Holy Spirit to burn in your heart. I want you to feel the fire of the Holy Spirit from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. If you want, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or if you have backslid, or if you think you know Jesus, but you ain't sure. If I was to ask you right now, if Jesus Christ was to come back, would you be going with him? If you say, I think so, I hope so, I don't know, maybe so. They're all the wrong answers. You've got to be sure. 
you got to be sure because whether Jesus comes today or tomorrow, we're going to be going sometime soon. We're going to be going sometime soon. We'll see life's just, you know, some of you say, oh, I'll live to be 150 years old. It's sometime soon. When you look at how long the world's been here, but I don't know how long it's going to be here. But we're going to meet Jesus. Right now, if you're here, if you're there in, in, in social media world, wherever you're at, I don't ask for any kind of special ceremonial thing. You can remain sitting on your couch on your floor. You can stand, you can jump, you can shout. You can be out of the kitchen having a cup of coffee. <coughs> if you want to reconnect with Jesus Christ and you want to get a filling with the Holy Spirit, right now you just pray with me. Dear Lord in heaven, dear Lord in heaven, I've never accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I don't know Jesus that well, but I know that my life is a shambles. I know my life is a wreck, and I know I have no direction in my life without my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I call on you right now, Jesus, to come into my life. I know and I believe that you're the one true living Son of God, not born of the flesh, but born of the Spirit. And that 2,000 years ago, on a hill in Calvary, you went on the cross, and you were held there by love. And your blood dripped to wash away my sins. You died for me, Lord, for forgiveness of my sins. And they buried you in a borrowed grave. And three days later, you arose and were seen by many. And today, you, you're sitting at the right hand of the Father, just waiting to come and get your church. Lord, I ask you to come into my life right now and be your look, my Lord, and say, I give my life to you, Lord, and I want to turn over everything. I want to turn over everything. I want to follow you, Lord. I want to follow you, and I want the Holy Spirit. I want to pray to you daily, Lord. I want to seek you daily. I want to seek you, and I invite the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Baptize me with the fire of the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist said, I will baptize you with water, but there is one that will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Peter said, Have you received? Paul said, Have you received since you believe? Peter said, Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receive ye the gift of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I come before you today, right now, in this place, in Tennessee, and I ask you to put a blanket over all your churches and let the Holy Ghost fire flow through them right now as it did on the day of Pentecost. Let it flow through the top of the people's heads to the soles of their feet, whether they're in a church or in a house, wherever they are, Lord, if they're seeking you, Lord, Fill them with the power of the Holy Ghost and let them take your word to the street, Lord. Let them proclaim the gospel to everyone they meet. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, we come against you. We come together with you against. Pardon me, Lord. We come together with you, Lord, against the things out of the darkness, the powers and principalities darkness and wickedness. 
demonic and witchcrafts and sickness and illness. Lord, all those people that have written me this week for prayer requests, touch each and every one of them. Lord, touch my wife Carla today as she's feeling bad and muscle problems, uh, skeletal problems, you know, just stomach problems. Touch her, Lord. Touch her, Lord. In the name of Jesus, touch her. Lord, thank you for all you do and all the unanswered prayers that you've already answered. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for everyone that's here, anyone that's watching. You want to help us out? Share these videos. Share this video. This video needs to get out. It needs to go out to every church. If you know a church, send this video to the pastor. Send this video to the church members. Send this video out so people will know that they got to get this church on fire. If you're pastors, listen, pastors, if you want, I'll come and tell them. I'll preach this message till, 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 the, till Jesus comes because we need to get this fire back in this church. We need to get the fire back in the church. All, the, the church is us. Get the fire. And you know, that's it. You get the fire started here, it's going to spread to there, to there, to there, to there, to there, to there, all over. And then them fires are going to spread. Just like Mordecai Ham spread to J Billy Graham. And he spread it. we got to just keep spreading. we got to keep spreading. we got to keep spreading. Tomorrow is my wife's birthday. I'm blessed to have a wonderful Proverbs 31 woman. I love my wife very much. I'm just, I just wanted to say that, that I'm blessed to have a wonderful wife. And, you know, if you get a chance tomorrow, shout at her on Facebook or something. Just tell her happy birthday. She does a lot for the ministry. She's, she prays with people, for people. She goes out and tells people about Jesus. She's a true woman of God. I love her, you know. When people say women can't preach, they never heard her speak. If you need to contact us for prayer for any other reason, if you'd like to tithe or sow into our ministry, all that information is on the video, or you can check us out at pleasantfamilyministry.org. Hope to see you tomorrow for our daily word. And we'll be on 7 o'clock Thursday night for TNTNT, Thursday Night Thunder in Tennessee. We're going to be making an announcement here pretty within the next month probably about where we're going to have a place, if we're going to have a place right in this area or whatever, but it's coming soon. And we're going to have a place that we can open one night a week for people to come and not interfere with their regular church services. Just have a place that they can get an extra filling of the Holy Ghost fire with some praise, worship, prayer, word, and have a little war on the enemy. See you tomorrow. God bless you. Love you.